Boss Don't Lie Podcast with your host, Anton and regular Steve. Please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all of your support. Without you, none of this will be possible. Yeah. Now, Balls, where's my snare? Let's go, let's go. Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. <laughs> I am your host, A-N-T-O-N and Time, along with my co-host, regular Steven. What's going down, Bimbin? Not much, buddy. We got a beautiful November day, a beautiful Friday. The Absolutely. sun is shining. We're going to get up in the 60s and 70s. Low wind today, I believe, I think. I don't know. When I was out there, I didn't notice the wind. Mm-hmm. So that's our weather report. Back Appreciate to you in, in studio. <laughs> How you doing today? Take that, California. <laughs> this is November and we get in the 70s out here? Yeah. No, nah, it is beautiful outside, though. You would never know. It is November, uh, whatever it is, 6th today? November 6th. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing good, though, brother. Um, I can't complain. Obviously, it's been a somewhat stressful week. Why? Is something going on? Uh, <laughs> this is a big week. This has been a big week. We're trying to establish the fate of America. Yep, this big week. week, big week. Yes, indeed. Um, obviously, we don't get political on this show because the show could turn take a turn for the worse quickly. Yep. But uh, yeah, all you guys out there who's been following the election, keep your head up. Yep. Because your spirits can get down this week easily, and probably in the the ensuing weeks, it might even get a little worse. But keep your head up, take care of your your inner circle and your people, and be good to folks, and everything will wash away eventually. Yep. As a uh, kind of a shout out to what's been taking place in the last couple of days, and today, and yesterday, late yesterday, I will be listening solely to Ti, Outcast. Ludacris, probably a little bit of Young Jeezy. I don't know if he goes by Young Jeezy or if he's just Jeezy or whatever he is. In the A, in the A, in the A, in the A. I'll also be listening to The Roots. Woo! Beanie Siegel, Jill Scott. Philly Cheese. Philly Cheese. Maybe a little bit of Eminem and Obi Trice. Oh, I like that. I like that. Among others. Yes, sir. If you want to read we between the, the lines D. there, you can figure out. Shout out to the D. <laughs> you can figure out what I'm happy about. Oh, yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to those those places. So that's what I'll be listening to. And that's about all the political commentary I have for the day. <laughs> I like that. I like that, my brother. All right, man. We got an action-packed show somewhat today. Uh, we're going to get into a few NBA topics. Yep. You know, the start of the season may come sooner than we think, or it is coming sooner than we think, uh, or, or some players will hope for, maybe. Um, and then we got the NFL. We're going into week nine. Is that correct? Something yeah. like that. Week nine. <laughs> the- <laughs> it's been a really weird week. I don't feel, feel in the lost. loop. Right. Uh, because I've been so focused on right. on other, th- <laughs> other, yep. other things going on. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Everybody's been distracted, bro. Yeah. I feel like the NFL this week will be a nice distraction, a little bit of a yeah. reprieve from, yeah. from things. So, Got some yeah. big games Yep. this uh, this week. Uh, so, 
I think we should just go ahead and get into this thing. But I do want to start with uh, something I read online earlier today. Sounds good. All right. Uh, You've been keeping up with your fitness, brother? Uh, To be honest with you, it's fallen off a little bit lately. A little bit? Yep. Hmm. Fallen off a little bit. Some of it's been due to, I don't really know uh, how to say this. Um, I had a hole in my foot. (laughs) Hmm. Which made it hard to do anything very strenuous with shoes on. Um, Understood. Yeah. Understood. A uh, little, little injury on the foot. Right. Yeah. So that that's made it hard. My hands, my hands as well were beat up for a little while. Made it hard to hold a bar or anything like that. So mm. um, I'm pretty much, my hands are pretty good to go at this point. The foot uh, still. A little tender, still there, um, but I think I'm I'm ready to start kind of getting back into getting back into it. So no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, if you're feeling down, I can find some little motiv- motivation for you. My man Don Yin. Don Yin. He's a frisbee golfer. Really? Yes, he's a frisbee golfer. He just set the record for the longest frisbee golf toss of all time. Guinness Book of World Records, 189 yards. Wow. Oh, wait, hold on. Feet. Let me, uh, that's feet. But you're standing just, you know. Have you ever thrown a frisbee golf? Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're I, did, I went frisbee golfing bit. once. Okay, okay, okay. When I was in my early 20s, my boss uh, was into it. I went with him once just for okay. fun. Yeah, I had to use his, uh, I don't know what they call uh, them. Yeah, I don't Clubs either. or putters or, I don't know, drivers. I think they have names for the different Disc. the different frisbees. Really? Yeah. But they're not like a normal frisbee, yeah, yeah. to your point. Uh, that you would get at Walmart or something. They're they're not light like that. They're right. they're weighted and weighted. kind of different. So you can do different things with them. Like if you're close to the basket or whatever the hell it's called, it's yeah, like a metal chains, basket with chains. With chains yeah. yeah. If you're close to that, there's certain frisbees right. you want to use versus if you're far away, if you got to curve it around something. Yeah. So they have right. different ones. So no doubt, no doubt. Well, here's where the inspiring part is. After setting this record, I found out that this guy, you want to guess his age? His name's Don Yin. Yes. Uh, frisbee golfer of 36. Did I say Yin or Shin? I think you said Yin. A Shin. Don Shin. Yes. We yes, got to get this right. Don yes. Shin. Don Shin. Don Shin. Yes. And I'm going to guess 36. Well, you would be wrong by about 64 years. <laughs> this guy is 100. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a Korean Korean guy. He lives in California. Uh-huh. He is 100 years old, and he set the world record for longest disc golf throw. You want to know how long he's been doing disc golf? Uh, I mean, I don't know how long disc golf's been around. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ten years? Or did he just start? <laughs> Something's weird here. Ten, I'm gonna, well, I'll just play it straight. Uh, 10 years. <laughs> you would be correct. Really? Okay. So he This guy at started at 90. Nice. So it's never too late. Never give up <laughs> yeah. to get yourself in shape and in good health. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. That's crazy, isn't it? That is really cool. Man, 100 years old. Yeah. I never, I never even think that I would live that long. Let alone be athletic at, you know, right. at 100 years old. Well, I'll probably live to about 120. 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'll be doing pretty remarkable athletic. I'm gonna do the senior. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do the senior Olympics. Uh, that's what I'm training. That's for. what you're training for now. <laughs> I got you. For, I'm I got training you. for the senior Olympics. I've given up on all the young guy stuff. I'm gonna wait and start training now for the senior Olympics. I think. All <laughs> I right. Don't know what so event I would do? Year that. 2050. <laughs> Regular Steven will enter the Senior Olympics. Yes. That's hilarious. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it I'm, will I'm be fun. I'm ready to dominate. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to take that mentality to the competition. Yeah. I know Steven. That's how he gets down. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, man. But, yeah, I thought that was something funny to get us started on. Uh, quick question, though. So you sent me a picture earlier this week. Yeah. Is that is that something that's for real, for real? Um, okay, so yes, uh, I sent you a picture for the people who don't know what he's yeah. talking about of of a uh, husky puppy. Yep. Uh, we have. I I did say a couple episodes ago uh, we had to put our dog bear down. Absolutely. Um, he was having some issues. I couldn't remember and, if we actually did that or not. Yeah, and so we had to put him down. It's been a rough couple weeks. Uh, I'm not afraid to say I'm still kind of at the cry once a day stage you know mm-hmm. just something will trigger it and make me think about him but he was a very big presence in your house so he yeah. was huge he filled you, the house with love right. and life and laughter and yeah. uh, big personality I always just say mm-hmm. bear was larger than life yeah and uh end table and yeah very big dog <laughs> and big heart and uh you know it's been very sad and, and stuff like that but th- at the same time that we had to put him down um emma someone at her her work um is not a dog breeder or anything like that, but just kind of out of nowhere, her, uh, not out of nowhere. I don't know. Just like it was a, um, a Jesus moment or anything, but, uh, <laughs> it wasn't immaculate conception or anything like that, but, uh, uh, had puppies and she has a Husky and it was um, bred to another Husky. And, uh, so she's, you know, told them, oh, she's looking for a really good home. She's going to be very picky about where she lets these puppies go. She's right, looking for right. a very good home, preferably with someone who, either knows exactly what they're getting into or has experience with Huskies because they are a very different breed. You really kind of have to know what you're doing or at least have done a bunch of research and know if you're capable of raising a Husky. They are um, a little different than uh, probably most other dog breeds, I would say. Um, And since we do have one, and I actually had one as a kid, and we know all about the breed and kind of that kind of stuff, there's, you know, I see a Husky puppy, and at first I was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to wait a long time to be ready but you show me a husky puppy because husky is one of my favorite breeds. Right. I'm gonna have a hard time being like, nah. Nah, right. So <laughs> it's hard to turn down a puppy dog. I swear yeah. it is. Especially a husky. So yeah. it's uh yes, we are hoping to to do that. It's still too young to take it away from its mother. Right. Yeah. So we're we're in the waiting phase right now, kind of just letting it go through that process. You know, you don't want to take a dog away from its mom before eight weeks um at all. So we're we're waiting for that to kind of happened but we're in discussions we're planning to do that um we're hoping it doesn't fall through obviously things can happen but um yeah we're uh yeah we're 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 <laughs> as of right now we our plan is to 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 uh, pursue that and and we're hoping i'm hoping very much so that it doesn't fall through it's going to be a female right. and, yeah uh, so i'm i'm excited about that for some Reasons I don't necessarily want to get into, um, just right because I don't want to get into too much detail about why, um, you know, why we had to put Bear down. But um, it, it's it'd be a good fit. Our husky we have now is close to six. Yuki, 
Um, she's, uh, she do, she does well with all dogs and she would do well with a puppy. Actually, I have a picture on my phone. We found her and Euless laying on the couch, mm. like together. Together. <laughs> like, wow. Like, like touching, like almost like if they were spooning, like UK was spooning. <laughs> it was really weird. I'll show you the picture. All right. Um, okay. but yeah, it's, it's, uh, Huskies, you know, obviously very good with kids, very good with strangers, very good with everyone. Really. They're very loving and gentle. Mm-hmm. Dogs, they have their quirks. Like I said, there are certain things that make them difficult breeds, but to me, it's one of the um, more more desirable dog breeds for for me. Got you, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, so my question is, <clears throat> do you have names on on, on deck? Because I have two names <laughs> that just seem to. Now that you said it's a female, maybe one of them doesn't apply. It would be much better if it was a boy, but. Yeah. Uh, do you have any name suggestions? Oh, I've, yes, on I've the table. looked into tons of names. For me, when I go Husky, like the name UK obviously is is yeah. U. We spell it Y U K E with mm-hmm. the accent on the E to yeah. make you pronounce it A. Um, but it's obviously a play on UK University of Kentucky, right? And when I think Husky, I think those traditional like sled dog names. You know, I kind of I try to think those kind of names just. But there's all different ranges of what those can be. Mm-hmm. So you look up all those kinds of names, and you look up the female ones and all these things, and none of them seem to really, like, you know, jump out at me right away. Um, we've thought about... One of the names I thought about was Phoenix. I think that's a cool... That's dope. That's a cool kind of name. That's dope. Uh, another one we talked about is Lena. Um, that mm-hmm. has some meanings. It's a human name, but... When you look at some other languages and like Greek mm-hmm. languages and things like that, yeah, um, there's some really cool meanings right. with that name. Okay, and then um, also Luna, mm-hmm. um, Moon. Um, yeah, and Lena actually can mean sunlight. It can mean all kinds of things. So um, those are the three names that are kind of sticking out to me now: Phoenix, Lena, or Luna. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't really made an exact decision. I was kind of hoping to meet it, see its personality, see if that triggered anything. Every once in a while, that'll do it. Okay. Um, Hmm. So yeah, what are the names that you were? Well, you know, <laughs> well, I was really thinking that you were going to get a boy, right? For some reason, um, but sticking with your sports themes already, uh, Bam. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yep. And then Hero. Yeah. Ooh. Fire. Ooh. Perfect. Like you know your sports theme. That's you, actually a really good name yeah, for a dog. You got Ulysses, and then you got Yuki. Yeah. Throw Bam or or Hero in there. Yeah. Yeah, so those would be good. There those you go. Hero, <laughs> bam, more. Yeah, boy dog. Boy if dog. you had a boy dog, that'd yeah. be perfect. Almost, yeah. but um, hero. Yeah, that's just what you, it is. You could, yeah, you could. Yeah, that's especially just a name. It's not. It a, almost it's not a first name. It's not a. It's just a word, really. So yeah, that would actually. That could be good. That yeah. could be good. That's that's going into consideration. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Yeah, there's many meanings to it. You know. Yeah. Obviously, this puppy will be somewhat rescuing you guys' heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so. That's kind of why Phoenix came up to right. me. And also, I think Phoenix is a cool name. That's a dope name. Um, so, yeah. But, yes, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Whatever we, whatever we do with it, your dog is going to have a cool-ass name. Yep. And I'll be at your house all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be the first. You'll be the, you'll be the first stranger to meet. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You'll have to Gotta come meet bring Uncle it Anton over. When, uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, that's an initiation thing. Yep. <laughs> but 
bring them over, you know, get them socialized with other dogs, of course. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, man. I guess it's time we can get into some sports. Let's do it. Uh-huh. Uh, the NBA has, uh, I guess, confirmed yep. that they'll be starting uh, this Christmas, December 22nd. Yep. If I'm not – yeah, okay. So, basically – Let's see. Three months after the season end, yeah, the previous year, yeah, which is normally six months, right? Uh, close, close, five, six. I don't know. I don't know when their training camps exactly season. start. It seems like it's like August, August. September. I think it's August, and then they get going in October. Yeah, because you'll start seeing summer league games and stuff like that around yeah. around you know July, August, something yeah. like that. I think yeah. so. Oh, but how do you feel about that, man? I mean. As a fan, you're like, yes. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. to get that going. I also am excited because the later date that the players were talking about, uh, Martin Luther King Day, that wasn't – they. you know, the players originally wanted to still play 72, but they wanted to start later around Martin Luther King Day. Right. Um, which, you know, taking the schedule aspect out of it would have been a cool day to start on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't fit 72 games because they also want to be done before the Olympics. And right. I know – not just do they want to be done before the Olympics, but the TV networks want them done before the Olympics because you're not going to have NBA games. You know, one of the things I think that happened here, not that, you know, we talked a lot about, and you heard a lot of stories about the um, the ratings being down for NBA games and, and even finals games. Yep. And, and you know, a lot of people talk about, well, they're competing against other sports and, and you know, there's all of the sports that are taking place. You have NFL, you have all these, whatever. It's not that I don't think we're programmed necessarily to just watch certain sports at certain times of the year. I don't know how much certain things played into the ratings. I know the ratings are kind of an archaic formula at this point until they figure out a way to include streaming numbers and things like that because that's not something that they do right now and i can tell you right now i watched almost every single nba game when it came back into the bubble every single game that i possibly could which was a lot of them and none of those would have been counted because i'm watching on hulu um and then also you know you know these nielsen ratings these nielsen boxes you ever met anybody that's got one of these nielsen boxes in their home no no so I think it's kind of a more, I mean, it gives them an idea, I guess, but it's it seems like it's an archaic way of tabulating how many people are actually watching. It's not accurate. Right. It couldn't be. Um, but regardless, they've been doing it the same this whole time, and the ratings are down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that says more about certain things that maybe we're turning people off from the league. If it did, good riddance. Um, or if it was just the the you know with technology and the the longer we go with streaming and more streaming devices, you're having more people go away from traditional cable, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know. But I do know that TV networks, from what I've heard, were absolutely adamant that they needed to finish their season back on schedule so that they were not interfering with the Olympics. Mm. So that was essential. Yeah. So to fit seventy two, look, it is what it is. At some point, you were going to have to crunch a season. I know. <laughs> That it, for the players, you know, we talked about LeBron and some of these guys, the Heat, Lakers, uh, Nuggets, Celtics. We talked about these teams where, okay, yeah, that's a really quick turnaround. But you also have teams like the Bulls and teams that weren't even invited to the bubble. They haven't played in like eight months right. by the time we get to December. So they've been not playing for a long time. So, yes, mm-hmm. there's been some teams that's going to be a quick turnaround. But the pandemic has made all kinds of things happen. And at some point, you just have to say, okay, once you get this season done, Now you're going to be back on the regular schedule. And at some point you had to get back on the regular schedule. There's no other way to do it. 
and they're still going to get 72 games. Right. So I think it's a, you know, look, I'm not going to try to speak for those players that are having to make that quick turnaround, but it seems to me like a win-win for everybody. As much as it could be in this scenario, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really, uh, I don't want to say only affects, but it affects the older players the most, you know. You you play whatever, 10-plus years in the league, your body does need to recover, but you're also the the top and the upper echelon F athletes in the world, you should be able to come back after three months, you know, and perform at your highest level for the most part. I could see maybe, you know, LeBron, for instance, sitting a game or two, sure. you know, just because you played into the finals. So I could see that happening. But otherwise, like you said, it's a win-win for everybody especially if the players really want to get back on a normal schedule. Eventually, you got to suck it up and take one for the team and ultimately do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, so, go out there and ball. Ball out. And it, it increases that revenue. So, the, you know, if there's not going to be fans, I know they've talked about having fans in the stands maybe at some point, but they don't know that. They have to assume right now that there's not going to be fans in the stands. I was listening to Amin El Hassan, and he was talking about he's a former front office executive. Now he does radio and things like that. But mm-hmm. talk about experience, very smart guy. And he was talking about how, you know, aside from, you know, jersey sales and, 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 and you know, things like that don't really factor in that much. Uh, you know, concession stands, that's not really what it is. It's the gate. It's people paying tickets. That's where a lot of the revenue comes. And it's also, obviously, television. So getting 72 games, you get the regional networks back involved because those contracts kick in at 70, I think it's 72 games, mm-hmm. maybe 70. I think it's 72, though. Um, so you play only 50. Now you're losing money from regional TV contracts as well. This works out for lessening the blow here a little bit. These owners are going to be coming out of pocket. It's actually, again, it's kind of the same thing with baseball. It's actually cheaper for them if, you know, when you take out some of these revenue sources to not play games. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're coming out of pocket. The players make more money by playing more games. The owners make more money through TV money. If you can get fans in the stands at some point, that's more money. The NBA is taking a hit here with money, but they've still found a way to kind of guide their way through it. And I think it's important that they get back at that time. I'm glad that they're coming back at that time. It is what it is. But as a fan, just taking all this other stuff out of it, as a fan, I am stoked. Yes. I am so stoked because <laughs> basketball just got over, and basketball is going to start again before you know it. December yeah. 22nd, I can yeah. deal with that layoff. Like, yeah. I wish it was like that all the time. Right. I wish basketball was year-round. It'd be awesome. It's not, <laughs> it's obviously. Not. <laughs> but this will kind of feel like it is, and you still get a 72-game season. I am absolutely through the roof excited. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an exciting time. And, you know, when it does come back, you'll be in the, the thick of things for real in the NFL where you're locking up playoff spots. And does the, play, the playoffs start in January, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're basically one week away from NFL playoffs. So it's going to be a very exciting time for <laughs> sports. Yeah. yeah. College basketball will be going on. We're going to have Kentucky. They're going to be very good. It's going to be – it's good, man. Sports have done what I was hoping they would do, which is kind of distract. I know there's obviously we're still in this. We just had 120,000 new COVID cases, uh, I think just yesterday or the day before. So, like, obviously, this is still going on. It's still a big issue. It's still affecting the way things run normally. But 
for someone like me and you and all, uh, you know millions of other people around the country who are just as passionate about sports as we are, sports is a billion dollar industry for a reason. Uh, yeah, you know it's people love it, and so if it's providing that uh, that escape, that that little bit of reprieve from some of the realities going on, we have financial hardships like you know through the roof. People have hit poverty, losing jobs. We have all right. kinds of things going on. If if sports can play a role in somehow lessening that blow, even though it's something as trivial as sports, it's 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 done what I was hoping it would do, at least for me. Yeah, it's definitely uh, filled a void. You know, everybody has a uh, an escape, whatever that is. During these times, a lot of people can't get to that escape, whatever that is. And if you're a sports fan, you have been utterly entertained by the NBA for what three months? Yeah, three months of just great basketball. And I know all the NBA fans are clamoring at the <laughs> at the bit to get back to that because we all need it as a nation and as a, a planet, you know, just, man, it's depressing thinking about all that stuff. So right. thank the Lord for sports. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Do you miss the bubble? I mean, not obviously being, I right, am. but do you miss the bubble? Yeah, I am going to miss the bubble because it's going to be weird looking at stadiums with no fans in it. Right. It's just going to look odd and the bubbles aesthetic they clap it close to the court, which yep. I'm sure they're going to try to do that and attempt to do that in every setting that they're uh, put in this year. But you can't do it at the same, you know, the same amount. You're still going to have those empty stands. You're going to see it. They're going to pan out, and it's going to be <laughs> nobody there. Right. The, obviously, we know they're piping in noise regardless, but I don't know, man. It affects the players. I know it's going to affect them more than the bubble did not having uh, fans in stadiums. That's, right. It's weird. I'm going to miss the bubble. I love the bubble. I've been hearing stories of, I just listened to, uh, who was talking? Um, the J.J. Reddick podcast. Mm -hmm. They were talking to Alex Caruso. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, because um, they asked him, uh, do you talk, talk shit during the games or whatnot? Uh, he said, and particularly he was talking to Duncan Robinson. Do you talk? Did you talk shit to Duncan Robinson? He was like, "Yeah, we we, we did, you know, a little bit." But he said after I forget if game two, uh, yeah, game two the Lakers won, and then uh, he saw Duncan Robinson in the elevator, and it was just quiet because yeah. they couldn't, you know, what I mean, yeah. they're in the midst of a a battle. It's like little stuff like that I'll I'll miss, you know, because yeah, it is what it is, man, but. Well, and just the games, like you get, it was like NCAA tournament. Like, you know, the first days of the tournament where it's like 16 games one day, 16 yeah. games the next oh, day. And then you God. have then the eight games the next day, eight games the next yeah, day. And it's yeah. like, wow. So and it, much. It's like so many games. <laughs> and that's what it was when this whole thing yeah, started, especially, right. uh, you know, the, the seeding games within the bubble, the early round games. You had three, four games a day. You had basketball yeah. oh, all yeah. day. Oh, yeah. It was felt NCAA tournament like it yeah. was. I will never forget that. I just will never forget because of what's happened this year. This year has been a big, crazy year. I don't think anyone's going to ever forget 2020. No. I mean, with the pandemic, with the election, with all kinds of things yeah. going on in the world. But as a sports fan, all of that stuff as the backdrop for the bubble, mm -hmm. I will just never forget it. It's yes. just something I will always forget. And it will always be great memories. Oh. And because the heat made it to the finals. And because for you, and and, yeah. and even for me, taking a step back from my fandom as a LeBron fan, 
getting the Lakers winning, yeah. and, and obviously I'm not happy about that, but you know, right. I'm happy for you. Right. I'm and happy stuff. for LeBron. I'm actually right. happy for Anthony Davis, obviously, yeah, one of, of my course. Kentucky guys. Yep. Um, so it, you know, it was a great experience. The Heat put up a great fight. You got to see some Jimmy Butler stuff. You got Bam yeah. Adebayo becoming more of a household name. Right. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, all these things. I mean, mm. it's just it was really it was great. People learning about Heat <laughs> culture because it's yeah. joked about, but then you got to see it and people got to learn about it and respect it or just whatever. Get annoyed with it if they wanted to. That's fine too. Yeah. Uh, but but it just put so many it put the spotlight on so many things to me that were positive. The uh, you know, the language on the court, the ball or the Black Lives Matter, the the protests from the Bucks and other teams after uh, Milwaukee and um, and then after you know the whole George Floyd, just all this stuff just tied into it just made it this thing, man. It was just this whole just space and time that was yeah. just like and it was in a bubble, but it was just it just was so unique. It was just nothing like it. And I, I, you know, I don't miss the reason, you know, having to be there, but it will be weird. The one thing moving forward, it will be interesting. You know, we talked about what the bubble turned out to be, um, and how it exceeded our wildest expectations of what it could look like aesthetically, like like you said. Mm -hmm. So now that they've had time, you guarantee that they've been, if any if any league is going to come up with a creative way to maybe look these state maybe have these stadiums look similar to the bubble or something, I don't know right. what they would do. Again, it's beyond my imagination because I just don't think of those kinds. I don't know what's technically possible even. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see. Are they going to do those same screens? Are you going to have the same the virtual virtual fans? fans? I mean, what? Yeah. How do they do this? And because of it, you know, the bubble surprising me and exceeding my expectations and looking more amazing than I ever could have imagined. I'm wondering and excited to find out, will this next phase of having no fans and stands and arenas, will they be able to come up with something that makes that feel cool as well? So I'm excited to even see what they can come up with. Yeah, they definitely have a, a tall task. They do. You know, you're 32 uh, stadiums. (laughs) You got to figure out how to make them aesthetically pleasing for TV. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge, but but they they the nailed NBA. they nailed the bubble out of the park. The yeah. NBA, if any league is equipped, it seems like yeah. to handle something like this and still make it aesthetically pleasing for the fans and more a little more comfortable for the players. The NBA is going to do it. Yeah, they definitely need to have that distance between the 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 base uh, the out of bounds line and the benches. Yeah, I love that. I love the space for some reason. That was my favorite part of it. That's how I would want it if I was a player. I hate having cameramen damn near six feet off the baseline and i don't i hate that needs that. to change moving forward Regardless. anyways yeah. because i don't understand how you have these million dollar knees and ankles yeah. having to jump over camera guys because they're finishing a play out right like, that just never has made sense to me anyways yeah, and you got stupid. to see in the bubble they didn't have that and it was kind of nice right, so nice. i'm sure if you ask the players it was nice yes it was um, so maybe that'll be a change moving forward even when they do have fans back in the stands all right so uh <laughs> we were gonna go quick on this. Yeah, we were. Uh, you know, we do. We do so. Still got one more question. Then before we go to break, I keep hearing this uh, question out here in the media. I want to get your take on it. Is AD the best teammate LeBron has ever had? We obviously know he's had Kyrie, D Wade, and Bosh. Mm-hmm. You can take Kyrie and Bosh off this list. It's yeah. really AD or D Wade. What do you think, man? I guess what I've heard this conversation and 
I guess to me, a little bit of it depends on what are we defining as best? I mean, are we talking talent, fit, um, career accomplishments? Obviously, right now, if you go by what they accomplish in their career, you'd have to go with Dwayne Wade because yeah. his career is over. Absolutely. And three-time champion, you know, multiple-time All-Star, All-NBA. You know, he's a All-Famer. He's one of the top three, four, five shooting guards. Right. Of all time. Top three. So, you know, but, you know, so that's not really a fair way to look at it, though, when you talk about Anthony Davis, because his career is not over. And you could certainly see by the end of his career, you know, barring any injuries, um, that he ends with the same kind of people thinking of him as being one of the top two, three power forwards that ever Mm -hmm. played the game. So I don't think it's fair to go at it from that direction. Let's let's take this stance. Just player at that time. So when LeBron got to D-Wade, because we obviously know D-Wade was at his best probably a couple, two, three years before LeBron got there. So when LeBron got there, D-Wade as that player versus AD right now. That's That's, the best way to do it. That's the only way to do it. That's the best way to do it. So with that being said, my opinion would be, if I if I take that and then I also go with fit. Fit, yes. I have to say Anthony Davis is the best teammate that he's had, mm-hmm. especially for him at this stage of his career. Yeah. At, at this stage of LeBron's career. The first year in Miami, I remember watching a lot of those games. I was living down there at that time, and so I had the network, I could, the local, so I could watch the local right. Fox Sports uh, South or Fox Sports South Florida, whatever it was. And... It was a lot of, you know, take your turn coming down the court. Yeah, yeah. Whose turn is it to dominate the ball at this point? The fit actually wasn't that great at at first because you had two players that are used to having the ball in their hands all the time. Mm -hmm. Two wing players. Once they kind of let LeBron take over and Dwayne Wade kind of took a step back, then it started to work a lot better. Right. But then also what happened is as that was happening – Dwayne Wade was starting to look older. Mm-hmm. That second year, Dwayne Wade was still still there. The third and fourth year that LeBron was there, especially the fourth year, Wade was really kind of at that point where it was like, man, he's old. He's not the Dwayne Wade that everybody remembers as the young Flash, right. you know, fall down six times, stand up seven, whatever the commercial right. was, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um with LeBron, what he is now, and even if LeBron at that stage of his career had Anthony Davis now, you could just kind of time transpose him. Yeah. Um, no, I think Anthony Davis is the better fit, post player, wing player, pick and roll action, all these things that they can do together, the way they can kind of work together on the court, um, and where Anthony Davis is in his career and his level of play and dominance and mm-hmm. what he is. You're talking about a top five player. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I absolutely think Anthony Davis. If you look at it from that spectrum, uh, that's I, I would have to go Anthony Davis. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the same boat, my brother. Same boat. Hold on, we having technical difficulties. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Hold on a second. Stop that. Hey, 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 hey. Hold on. There we go. I'm sorry, but anyways, I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Um. I think, to to be honest, it doesn't matter when LeBron had D-Wade. I think AD is just a better, not overall better player, you know, at the peak Dwayne Wade. But when you factor in fit, 
it's just a better situation. Yeah. No matter when they had D Wade, it's just the type of player AD is. Picking rolls and you know he plays both sides of the ball. Even though D Wade was a, a good defender for sure, mm-hmm. but not AD. Right, not, not defensive player of the it's, year type. It's, di- it's different. It's different. They yeah. both are a walking bucket. It's just no no doubt about it. But yeah, I, I I keep hearing people talk about it. A lot of people picking D Wade, and I don't think they're answering the question the correct way, right? Or present it to them in the right manner, right? So because I can yeah. see how you can make the argument for D Wade, but only if you're looking at it from a different set of criteria. Yeah. Who has the best career? Yeah, so D-Wade. far, yeah, and obviously yeah, D Wade. Wade's career yeah, for over. sure, for sure. Um, so, but yeah, the other yeah. thing too, I think that's interesting about that, real quick. At the the same way Wade needed LeBron to kind of carry those teams when he was starting to get a little older. Uh-huh. Not that LeBron needs Anthony Davis to do that now, but I mean LeBron himself has said there's times when he's gonna let that young guy go to yeah, work. He's supposed gonna put to. the load on him. Yeah. So also Anthony Davis is providing that outlet to where it's making LeBron's job and life easier. Yeah. Um so on top of fit, on top of skill, on top of age and how you can lean on that guy, he's good enough to where you can just lean on him to carry uh-huh. it when LeBron needs to, you know, uh, go at 85% maybe for a game. You know, people Absolutely. talk about LeBron not sitting out games. LeBron's very good at uh, resting during games. He knows how to – Man. He knows how to <laughs> – what speed to go at where this game's not going to take a lot out of him because mm-hmm. he's not exerting himself that much Absolutely. at certain times. He's very smart that way. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have to sit out games because he can actually get his – pseudo rests during games yep. that he's playing. So. so we often look like they say that the Lakers look like they're not trying. Mm-hmm. That's LeBron. Yeah, he's not. That's he's just <laughs> he's, he's, he's coasting. He's, he has the controller and he's uh controlling the pace of the game at his leisure. That's what he does. Yeah. So all right, man. Well, I think we talked probably twenty minutes longer than we wanted to, but sounds like it. Who care? We will have I think we can wait on, you know, things Free agents, draft yeah, picks. We'll true. wait on that as it comes a little closer. But there are some names being thrown out there. We're starting to hear certain Ooh. things on guys that could be possible trade targets. We're going to start finding out about Giannis. Yep. Uh, we're going to find out about certain other guys. There's guys that are coming out on the market. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Even heard that you know James Harden could be someone that gets and, looked uh, to be traded. I don't know if that'll happen. But, uh, Booker sounds like he wants out of Phoenix. Brad Beal's always out there if... I know he says he wants to stay and all these things. And then um, I've been seeing a lot of John Wall yeah. in pickup games looking absolutely nasty. And I would love if the Heat could find a way to do that or anybody really. Uh, I honestly, LA, uh, yeah, yeah. So because <laughs> uh, he looks uh, like he's ready to come back and remind people that he was a five-time, five-six-time All Star. Um, he's led the league in assists before. People kind of shit on John Wall, and I'm not real sure. It's why but uh no success in it as a team that's why yeah i mean you know. he's taken they've been the playoffs and yeah and things, but whatever yeah i get it i get it um that's they all haven't exactly put a big uh <laughs> nice team around no them. hell no um but yeah no. well we'll see what happens there but there's there's names we're keeping our eyes on um and we'll we'll talk about those as some more information comes out nothing's out there yet so in oh, terms yeah. of anything official so yep draft on the 18th so yeah, we'll have plenty of things to talk to and to build up to December 22nd. Yep. For sure. Well, we're going to talk football. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> 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 be clear, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk NFL Week 9. Yes, sir. We'll be right back on Ball Don't Lie. Let's go. Understood, man. Well, I'm going to 
gonna pray for them boys because <laughs> I definitely need them to win. Yeah. I need the Titans to lose as many games as possible. They're gonna look for sweet revenge on us in the playoffs, and I don't want them to get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Let's talk NFL records. Steven? Let's do it. Week 9 is upon us. Yes, sir. We had a game last night. Oh, yeah. I will admit, like I said, I've been watching other networks that I usually don't watch very yeah. often, but I've been glued to them with my wife. This is a big time in this country. Yes. Uh, so I did not watch that game, but the Green Bay Packers won 34-17. Yep. Obviously, a very depleted San Francisco roster mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of had his way with them I saw one clip last night I will say it's kind of funny uh, it was after the 49ers you know he's from that area after the 49ers passed on drafting Aaron Rodgers he was asked at the draft once he got picked by Green Bay uh, do you regret not being pe- uh, picked by the 49ers and his answer was not as much as they're going to regret not picking me I like that and so far, most of his career, that has been the case. And last night, it absolutely was. So he goes 25 of 31 for 305, four touchdowns. Just a regular old Schmegler, uh, Aaron Rodgers game there. So Packers, <laughs> yeah. Packers move to 6-2 and two and firmly in the lead of the NFC, NFC North. Yes, sir. I tried to watch it. I, I tuned in like very early. I think it was like 3 nothing maybe or something like that. And then I diverted my attention to something else. And when I came back, it was 31 3. So I was like, like well, damn, I can't yeah. watch this no more. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Green Bay dismantled the 49ers. The 49ers fell on some hard luck, though. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G gone, and then uh, Kittle's out for the rest of the season. It's tough being a Niner uh, at this moment and a Niners fan. You come in with a little bit of expectations that your team is going to be in the thick of things and then injuries just derail the season. Yeah, I have no doubt they'll be back. Oh, yeah. Uh, not this year, but uh, yeah, next they're, year, they're set for up sure. for success. Then they have to go get a quarterback. I was about to say, well, the question is, are they going to have Jimmy G still? I don't think they will. I think they're going to move on. I don't think they should. No. But anyways, so uh, we're going to run down the schedule but before I do that, I have some trivia. So I, I I came across a post earlier this week, and if I lost it, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry. Nope, I got it. <laughs> I think. Oh, see, the NFL app gets on my nerves because it just lost the whole thing. Anyways, the most disruptive pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm a, it's a top ten list. Let's see okay. if you can guess some names on there. Uh. You can just start throwing names out there while I find the official okay. list. Uh, obviously, we have to go Aaron Donald. He is on the list. Chandler Jones. Not on the list. Khalil Mack. On the list. Uh, um, man, now I'm drawing blanks on it. Akeem <laughs> Hicks? No. No? Mm. Uh, let's okay. see. Let's see here. Who we got? Uh, throw some names at me. Okay. All give right. me give me some. Uh, I'll know. give you some teams. Sure. Uh, first of all, you already know the Steelers. <clears throat> uh, Cam Hayward. No. Bud Dupree. Yes. Okay. Uh, Watt. Yes. Okay. Um, anybody else on the Steelers? Yes. 
Seven and zero for a reason. I know, right? Who is it? Stefan Tuitt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All three of them have six sacks or more. Is Cam Hayward even on the team anymore? Yeah. Okay. He's still there. He's still a record shot, but he only has uh-huh. one and a half sacks this year. But he's still a pressure monster. Yeah. So we're talking pressures, or what are we? Just, what are we talking about? Factors in everything: QB hits, pressures, okay. uh, sacks, and turnovers. Forced. Okay. Okay. So I'll give you the. Let's let's start yeah. at. Uh, it's a top ten list. Yes. Let's go. Let's start working our way down to one. Let's start at ten. Okay. And let's work our way down to one. Give me ten, because I'm not sure I'm going to be able Number to Number ten. The Dolphins. Emmanuel Agba? Yeah. Is that what, how you yep. say the last name? Yep. Agba? Okay. I've been hearing good things about him. That name just doesn't... First thing that comes to my head. Okay. So, But I follow a lot of Miami uh, stuff and keep track of what's going on there. So uh, that's, I've heard he's been having a big year. Yes. Okay. So just for point of reference, he has 26 disruptions, 11.6 disruption rate, 19 QB pressures, uh, two turnovers forced. And uh, what did it say? Did it show how many sacks he has? No, it doesn't. I think he has like six and a half. Okay. I think. All right. So, I, if I'm remember, remembering correctly. Well, all right. Number nine, your boy, Khalil Mack. Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a, five sacks in the last four weeks. He's kind of on a streak. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's forced some turnovers. It shows he has zero turnovers caused. That doesn't make any sense. Mm, so maybe this is a not so credible list. We'll see. Pretty Let sure he's hit at least a couple arms. Those strip sacks. Maybe, maybe it's because I, I think it's. I think it's been a couple where they, we didn't recover him. Okay. So he's okay. forced okay. it, but they didn't recover. Didn't so recover. that might be that, that might, might be the be, case then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has thirty disruptions. Uh, let's see, two uh, twenty-eight pressures. Uh, yeah, that's about it. He though. still gets held on every single play. He's that, the most held I, player I, I in the league. <laughs> he has to be. I mean, I don't watch every other player, but he pretty much gets held on every play. So oh, can't man. see anybody getting held more. Uh, <laughs> that's how we always feel. That's how we always it's feel. It's true with him, though. <laughs> it really, you, know, you watch the Bears game. You just zone in on Cleo Mack. Watch how many times he gets held. All right, because I, I do you. it. I, yeah, he's, well, when the ball snapped, I'm watching Cleo watching Mack, Mack because yeah. that's the most fun thing to right, watch, right, and it's course. my favorite player on the team. So I'm watching Cleo Mack, and I'm screaming at the TV all game. Even Emma's like, "Come on, what's this?" Oh man, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you know. But anyways, number eight is Carl Lawson from the Bengals. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna go through all the numbers on every one of them. Number seven is Stefan Tuitt. Nice. Number six, Joey Bosa. Okay, makes that sense. makes sense. Yep. Makes sense, right? Uh, let's see, number five, my man, Bud Dupree. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Balling. I'm proud of Bud Dupree. Number four, Shaquille Barrett from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Makes number sense. three, Aaron Donald. Yep, makes mm-hmm. sense. Number two, TJ Watts. Wow. Yeah, you guys are loaded, man. Wrecking ball. You said, so Khalil Mack had... 30 pressures, uh, disruptions, I should uh-huh. say. TJ Watt has 45, 45 disruptions. <laughs> he hasn't caused a turnover yet this year. Last year, he had stupid amount. He had like eight to 10 turnovers forced by itself. But yeah, he's balling. Number one, the helmet swinger himself. Really? Miles Garrett. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. He he has been balling 
the, the, the Steelers shut him down, but he has been balling. So, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting list. Steelers yeah. have three people on the list. The defense is dominant, you guys. Dominant. Absolutely. I'm so excited. All right, man, let's run through these lists and give some some picks, I guess. Show our NFL expertise going on here. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with our games this time around, though. Yep. The Bears go to Nashville, right? Yes, they do. Whew. To face them Titans at five and two. Both teams at five and two, correct? Uh, Bears five and three. Oh, five and three. Excuse me. I forgot about Saints. that. Yep, 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 yep. Five and three. Yep. Um, as you alluded to when we talked off, off, uh, I was about to say off camera, off the mic, off air, the Bears defense is not all so keen on stopping the run. They're a little susceptible to the run. Yes, and they yep. are happen to face the the biggest, the bruisingest. <laughs> running back in the league. Yep. Derrick Henry. How do you think that affair, my brother? I'm not too excited about this game. Mm. Um Bears have been hit with a little little COVID issues, mm-hmm. especially on the offensive line. Mm. That's and tough. that's an offensive line that's already been struggling immensely. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad thing going into the game. The offense has been again. If yeah. the offense would just do their job and score yep. 20 points, if that, you know, 20, 24, whatever, uh, they'd, they'd be fine. And look, we're five and three. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit here and say the sky is falling, but we're still five and three. We're right in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way things are trending, obviously. Right. That's the thing. Not trending in a, in a positive direction. The Titans are a very good team, very good offense. If they're not able to slow that down, we're going to get beat by multiple scores. Yeah. Because I just don't think our offense against any team, unless it's Atlanta, uh, is <laughs> going to be capable of of putting up enough points. I mean, yeah. I, just, I just don't see it. Uh, I'm a little worried. Man, Trubisky played one play. He came in. They, it sounded like they were going to use against the Saints. It, like maybe they're thinking about trying to get him involved, like a little Taysom Hill type of thing. Which is weird because when I turned the TV to watch the Bears game, Trubisky was in. One so that play, was the one and it play. was a run. Yeah. Well, on that play, he hurt his shoulder. And he went to see a specialist this week, and he's going to be out for a little while. Sounds like sur- surgery is not necessary, so that's good for him. Uh, but it's a little alarming because Nick Foles is not exactly the most durable of quarterbacks at this point. And as much as I talk bad about Trubisky, having him as a backup makes me feel very comfortable. He knows the offense. He'll have such you know times like we've talked about where he can play very well. I feel like Trubisky's a really good backup quarterback. Actually, can do some things with his feet. With this offensive line, being able to do some things with his, with your feet might be a good thing. Even though Trubisky takes more sacks than Foles, uh, he just doesn't have a good feel in the in the pocket. But it, again, they just weren't able to find ways. You can't really at this point. Every time he gets tackled, he almost hurts his shoulder. That's two years in a row he's had the shoulder. So you can't really design things for him to be running around. Um, so he just that kind of renders him ineffective. Uh, but it'd still be nice to have him as backup quarterback. Tyler Bray will be our backup. I've heard he's a little banged up. So we're kind of just hoping Nick Foles doesn't get hurt, I guess. They've brought right. in some quarterbacks. I don't know if they'll be able to play because you have to pass COVID things, uh, timeline things to be able to play. I don't think they've had enough time five, to add five somebody games. to the roster. Yeah, five days, I mean. Yeah, so um, not looking good there. I mean, look, it's it's – We'll see. It's not good. 
<laughs> I still think <laughs> I still think I'm yeah, I'm ready to move on from Nagy. I've said this. I just don't even know what to make of it anymore. Hmm. I just don't. And and the defense, they're not the top fight defense that they were. I I just think there's a lot of factors that go into that. I think they could be. Yeah, they could be. I just think there's a lot of things that go into that that is working against them. Part of it is the offense and being on the field all the time and just you know, being deflated. I don't I think it's really hard to go out there and bust your ass every week knowing you have to be perfect. Yeah. And when you see it just very discouraging and disheartening when you see the offense doing what it's doing. And I just think that makes it very hard psychologically for guys to just keep getting up and keep, you know, it's just I think that makes it very tough. And so I, I have no issues. I'm never gonna bag on this defense because I just it's not the defense. Right. Do they do you know, they come up with key stops every time they need them? No. But if you look at the scores of our games, there's no the defense is not the problem. It's obviously the offense. It's very well known. We're just not a very we're just not a very good offense. Nick Foles is not very good. Um thought he'd be a little better than this in this system that he's supposed to be comfortable with. But it's just not been it's just so far it's not been good. So I don't, you know, feel good about this game. I'm calling Titans, I don't know, uh, Thirty-one, thirty-one, uh, I don't know, seventeen. Thirty-one, seventeen. Sure. Okay, I'm giving. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're about right. <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty-eight, seventeen. Uh, you said one word that I yeah that describes the defense, and that is deflated. Yeah, yeah. This is not a sp- special circumstance this season. That's the I think the issue. They've been dealing with this since. They got Cleo Mack basically. The first year they they did a better job. Well, that first you know, year, yeah, yeah, the first they, year they the defense was, was top and, notch. Thir- thirteen they and three. Twelve and four. They were twelve and four. Twelve and four. Okay. But the offense that year even had they were better. That was the yeah. best year they've had. They averaged yeah. like twenty four points a game that oh, year. Yeah. Since then it's been it's been going like, down. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Like we're it's just you can't be perfect. So these last two years they've just looked like and you can just see it's like you just look at it's almost like disinterest. It's yeah, like, that's it what just, happens. Yeah, multiple so, seasons of the same thing, you'll start feeling deflated. Right. You know, if you have no support on the other side of the ball, you'll feel deflated. You might not look like you're playing up to your own potential, right? Because you're not. Because you don't. <laughs> why am I going to get up for? We're not scoring any. Yeah, points. if we're not going, if you don't <laughs> even think you're going to win, then you're not going to win. Yeah. It's Basically. actually amazing they've been able to have the record they have yes. as bad as the offense is. Yes. That tells you how good the defense is. The yes. offense has been one of the worst offenses yeah. in the league the last two seasons. You know, this last season and so far this season, mm-hmm. they rank bottom two or three in the league. So to be last year eight and eight and this year so far five and three tells you how good your defense has to be damn good for you to win, be 500, and be two games above 500 so far this year with one of the worst three offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – so you're not going to hear me saying it, giving any blame to the defense. If the defense didn't play well one game, well, maybe the offense could have picked them up. Mm-hmm. You know, that just never happens. The offense never picks up the defense when they have an off game. When the offense has off games almost every game, the defense picks them up almost every game. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to hear me talking bad about this defense. Is it perfect? No. But not going to hear it from me. Understood, man. Well, I'm going to pray for them boys because <laughs> I definitely need them to win. Yeah. I need the Titans to lose as many games as possible. They're going to look for sweet revenge on us in the playoffs, and I don't want them to get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of them teams that when they get down, it seems they play the best. Yeah. So 
even if you get a good lead on them, you don't feel all that comfortable. But <clears throat> we'll see, man. All right, on to the Steelers matchup this week. We have the <sighs> America's team. Mm. <laughs> we have America's team this week, and it's pretty much, uh, I don't want to say a foregone conclusion, but it is. There's certain factors in here that can make it kind of weird. They're throwing in a relatively unknown quarterback. Uh, they started Danucci last last week, but they are benching him for another guy. Cooper Rush, I think that's his name is. And I don't know who the hell that is. So, never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, that's a kind of a wrinkle that you can't plan for because you just don't know who this team is with this quarterback in particular. And then the Steelers are on some special protocols because of COVID this week because of uh, Marlon Humphreys of the Ravens tested positive for uh, COVID. So their mode of operations has been interrupted, mm -hmm. you know, somewhat this this week. So am I picking a, a upset or anything on this? Hell no, because the Cowboys are not that good. It's just that simple. They stink. But, yes, they stink. But <laughs> could this game be close going late into the game for some reason just because all these factors are adding up perfectly for the Cowboys? Yes, but this is a Steelers dub, and I don't think those things are going to happen. I think it's going to be a big win, 31 to you know 14 or 10 or something like that. The Steelers' defense is that good, and – they're not going to let a Cooper Rush go crazy. No, they're not. Uh, Vegas uh, has the Steelers 14-point favorites as of right now, at least mm. what I'm seeing on this app. Yeah. That tells you, obviously, yeah, it's a really big spread. So they're yeah. expecting blowout. I'm expecting blowout. Uh, not to go back into the Bears fully, but you did say something that reminded me in terms of team operations being disrupted. Mm -hmm. The Bears were out of their facility until I think just yesterday. So really, okay, ooh. So they've a, they've it's yeah. another factor. So that's another factor. So Dang. that that reminded me. But yes, the Steelers even going into Dallas. No, it's uh, seven zero two and six. That defense is not. I'd be surprised if the Cowboys. You said fourteen. I'd be surprised if they get to fourteen. You can see how it happened any given Sunday. That's one of the cool things about the NFL. But I'm going Steelers big in that one, just like you. No doubt. Uh, a few stats I want to throw out about the Steelers real quick, and then we're going to move on yes, sir. to the rest of the – do you realize that Mike Tomlin is about to be in the top ten winning his coaches within the next five years? If he goes eight and eight for the next five years, he will – I can't remember the person who's in number ten, but that's like 40 wins. He'll be in the top ten of all time of, if coaches win. That's really cool. That's crazy. Is he still in his 40s? Yes, you he's know. in his high 40s right yeah. now. He's 14, 14 years deep. He came in, I think he was 31. So I think he's like 46, 47. Like, he has so much coaching ahead of him if he wants to. Right. You know, uh, Don Shula, he was the number one, obviously, in wins. But he coached for like 40, 44 years. Right. So imagine the win count <laughs> that Tomlin can stack up over the next, let's just say, really – high level 10 years he'll be top five all time which is crazy because you know people talk about tomlin it's never with the respect that it should be no. i'm not gonna say everybody shits on him because not everybody football guys know right. that he's a great coach but outside even pittsburgh fans man let the stillers lose a game 
oh, they're coming after his head, and it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Most it's about twenty teams, twenty twenty two teams right now that wish they had Mike Tomlin. I would Gu- love, guarantee, love to have Mike Tomlin. <laughs> That's the case of a fan base who's used to being Ooh. successful, yep, yep, yep. and doesn't understand how to deal with even the slightest bit of right. what you would call by your standards not success, but even right. by those standards. You're talking about successful seasons for many organizations. It's ridiculous. Your guys is not having success. It's kind of like seven and nine, eight and eight. Like that's right. a, that's a not successful season. You know, you guys rarely are are dipping below those numbers. So, yeah. and if you do, it's like something went totally wrong. Um, yeah. You know. So He's even never, last year, you lose your franchise quarterback. Yeah. You have the worst quarterbacks playing in the in the league, and you guys still in contention for eight the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. That's, that's that crazy. happens to fan bases that are used to it's ridiculous success I hate all it. the time. <laughs> I hate it. He averages 10 wins a season. 10 wins. 140 wins in 14 seasons. And this season's not even over with. Right. That's crazy. Well, and never I've, been below eight and eight. I think I just saw um he just passed Tony Dungy. Yes. As the winningest uh, black head. The black head coach. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's <laughs> he's ranked number twenty-two, I think, all time already. Fourteen years in. So it's a, it's astonishing how they, they talk about him. But anyways, you uh, talk about real quick about Tomlin. I just want to say um, the thing I think that makes him so good. You hear this phrase a lot. Leader of men, man. Uh, I think that's what is so exceptional about Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all the X's and O's and things that he does. I'm not watching all the Steelers games. I'm sitting there complaining about Nagy's play calling. I wouldn't be able to tell you about the right, Steelers right. play calling. Understood. You know, I see their games when they're on primetime, but right. I'm obviously not watching them like you are. But the thing that stands out to me, the way he carries himself in press conferences or just how he deals with certain situations with the team, all of these things. Looking back at the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all these things, the fact that that was kept as well under control as it was, you're looking at Antonio Brown losing his mind uh, right. after he leaves the Steelers. That yeah. didn't just start after he left. He'd been Hell crazy nah. the whole time he was there. Yep. So the fact that, you know, but that takes something, that to me is the what I think Tomlin will be known for when he's done is just, I think that encapsulates, you know, you get in these cliches, but I think that one actually fits Tomlin Mm -hmm. as leader of men. That's what I think of when I think of Mike Tomlin. And I think that's what makes him so successful. And that's a big deal when you're talking about a lot of different kinds of men in a locker room. Uh, To have someone that's that powerful of a voice, uh, you know, I think that's a humongous deal. I I hope Tomlin's still coaching well, he says in his four year, maybe, maybe we're sitting here in 20, 2045 doing yeah. this podcast yeah. and he's, <laughs> he's still coaching too, the Steelers. Like yeah. that, that I hope. And with the That's way the Steelers do coaches, yeah, hell, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason why he right. wouldn't be as long as he wants to do it. Absolutely. So that that's, uh, <clears throat> we could be watching something really cool. We're in the, you know, he's been there for so long already, but you know, with how young he is, it's weird to say we could be in the early stages early of Tomlin's stages. career with right. Pittsburgh. So yeah, uh, it's very cool to be at a point like that. My grandpa was a Steelers fan, big Pittsburgh sports fan, like mm-hmm. the you know, like the Pirates and the Steelers. So it's funny that you're a Steelers fan. I've always had so much. Never been a Steelers fan. Never would ever say that. But just a lot of admiration right. for right. the franchise and the way they do things, uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's cool when you have something like that going on. Yeah, Tomlin. I, I actually hope Tomlin doesn't. Uh, coach for you know another 30 years or something i want him to get into politics i ain't gonna lie yeah he seems like the person that we would want 
as our president. <laughs> leader of men. Leader of men. He can lead a nation. Leader of women as well. Yes, I think he can lead an entire nation. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, one more stat that's weird to me. You know, the Steelers' pass offense is ranked 26. That is their, weird. Their run offense is ranked 25, but their scoring is top five. They, ran, they average 30 points a game. Yeah. Ain't that the weird? That doesn't even make sense. No. It's it's that defense. Right. <laughs> it really and it they've had sixty two points, I think, off of turnovers, you know, getting the ball and then going to score again. But it shows you how many three and outs that they get and short fields they have to work with. And they capitalize on them. I think that's number three in red zone efficiency. Like it's those little numbers that people don't really mention a lot, you know whoever passes for 5,000 yards and, you know, 30 touchdowns. It depends when those completions are made. You know, third down, they're ranked top five. I can't remember the exact number. And third down efficiency. It's the little numbers like those that matter the most and people overlook. And it's it's weird. Ben has only passed over 200 yards like four times this year out of seven or eight games, seven games. (laughs) It's it's the weirdest thing. Like, I can't even brag about Ben, but they're – going crazy as far as scoring right in the game so well that tells you if you don't yeah but you're not gonna be able to put up the yards if you don't have long fields true as often so, true. and the special teams is doing well too yeah i think that maybe even talking back to that first year with Nagy and chicago and mm-hmm. they went 12 and 4 you often scored 24 points a game but was it the offense because the yeah. offense wasn't that it wasn't that dynamic but they but, but again like you said a lot of short fields to work with mm-hmm. turnovers things like that so um, this actually happened to the Dolphins in Tua's um, debut mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. That was like, really like ninety yards or something crazy. Yes, but they they <laughs> scored, um, you know, a punt return touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that's keeping the offense off the field right. for an extra possession. Yep. You had I think uh, maybe a fumble or something return for a touchdown, something like that. Tons of tons of things going on like that. So mm-hmm. like they weren't even on the field a lot of the first half. Like right. they just wasn't. And then in the second half, they stretched that lead out. They were in more of a you know, kind of preserve a lead mode. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to go throwing the ball. So it was like a weird – well, his numbers looked horrible. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way the game played out, it just wasn't one of those styles of games that would be conducive to him having a big debut. Because right. it was like, why would you go out and throw the ball 40 times in the second half when you're yes. when you're up like that? Uh-huh. So it was just one of those weird things. And sometimes that happens. You have to kind of read between the lines a little bit before you just look at the stats and go, Absolutely. hey – uh, that's not a good game. Mm-hmm. Well, there could be a reason why it wasn't even necessary mm-hmm. to have a good game or other things that kept right. it from being a good game. So, right. yeah, important to important to keep those things in mind. Definitely. That's a blessing of being an actual sports fan and really knowing the game because you can check for these certain things. Even in the NBA, you might see LeBron have a 19, 11, and 10 game. Like, uh, LeBron should be scoring 30-something. You don't know how many plays he really affected because he right. has the ball in his hand all right. the time. So, yeah. Shout out to those who uh, appreciate this, the games. Yes, for what sir. They really are. All right, let's get into this schedule though. Right out the gate, a trash game. <laughs> the Texans <laughs> go <laughs> to Jacksonville, play the Jags. Uh, this game is a non-factor in anything. Uh, I'm picking the Texans because they have the quarterback, but they really don't have a a good team. Texans win this game. I'm going to go Jags just for fun. It's in Jacksonville. That'll be my call. Jags win that one. All right. Uh, J.J. Watt in Pittsburgh next year. 
Absolutely. All right, next game. Another game that doesn't matter at all. The Giants go see the football team, a.k.a. Washington. Uh, I'm picking Washington on that, not because I've actually watched them play, but I've heard better things about them, and Daniel Jones finds a way to lose the game every time. Yeah, I don't care at all. I'm going to go Washington football team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, next game. Big game, actually. Game that I'm very excited to see. Ravens come to Indy to play the Colts. The Ravens looking to bounce back off a, a tough loss to the Steelers last week. Uh, the Colts rolled the Detroit Lions last week. See if they can maintain success. Man, this is a tough one for me to pick, man. Um, I'm honestly, you know, obviously hoping the, the Colts win this. Mm-hmm. But I really got to go with the Ravens on this. Just because, you know, losing two games in a row in a regular season doesn't seem like something that Lamar Jackson is going to do. Uh, he's 23-1 and one against everybody else, you know, not named the Steelers, Titans, and the Kansas City Chiefs. He rolls everybody else. So, um, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, interesting game here. The battle of teams who were taken from other cities. The Colts used to be in Baltimore. <laughs> right. The Ravens used to be in Cleveland. Cleveland. So they're actually the Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Colts, but it's actually the Ravens against wow, the Colts. Wow, that's weird. That's <laughs> weird that you say that. Yeah, uh, both teams five and two. <laughs> yes. Uh, Vegas has Baltimore minus one and a half, so we're looking at a close game, which obviously Very makes sense. Will be interesting to see how does that Colts defense stack up against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I will be interested to see this game as well. I'm going to go Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I trust the Ravens more than I trust the Colts. I trust Lamar Jackson more than I trust Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I'll go Ravens in this one. Serious playoff implications in this game, too. Very serious. So. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Next game. Lions take on the Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings getting a big dub last week against the Green Bay Packers. And the Lions taking that huge L to the Colts. Uh I'm picking the Vikings because I'll never pick the Lions a day in my life until they prove me wrong. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, shout out to one of my best friends in life, Isaiah. I'm going to roll with your Lions this week, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go Lions over the Vikings. Ooh. All right now. Uh, next. Not seeing a line on that one on my on my thing. That's Because it's that damn even. Maybe it's a push. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a push. Uh, I'm going Lions. Yeah. All yeah. right. We're on the opposite end on a couple games today. I like mm-hmm, this. Bye. Mm-hmm. I like this. Bye. All right. Next game. Panthers go to Chiefs to get their ass whooped. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, Chiefs they do. win big um, against the Panthers. Yeah. I'm going to go with that as well. Patrick Mahomes hasn't had one of those big giant games yet. No. And I'm waiting for one of their. It's coming. Well, I mean, you you got to assume it's going to come, right? I mean. I mean, the man did throw like four or five touchdowns last week. Yeah, but I know, but I'm talking about one of these like. <laughs> That's to tell you how much we think about Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I'm thinking like a five, six <laughs> touchdown game, throwing for 450, maybe 250 by the half. Oh, like man. That, I'm, it's coming at some point. Even if it doesn't, I'm going Chiefs as well. They're 10 and a half point favorites. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, go Chiefs on this one. All right, next game Seattle. Goes to Buffalo to play the Bills. Oh, man. This is, I mean, it should be a tough game, but Bills have been playing not so good football. 
uh, as of late, the last two, three weeks. Um, Seattle has kept it rolling. Only a mark on their schedule so far has been the Arizona Cardinals, who is an up-and-coming team and has been playing well. I'm taking Russell Wilson in the gang, DK Metcalf. I don't know if they're getting their defensive stalwarts uh, this week. I know they got Adams and uh, who was the other guy they got? Uh, dang, I didn't forgot his name that quick. But anyways, they're getting better on defense apparently, and their offense is clicking on all cylinders, averaging 34 points a game. Seattle. Yep, I'm going Seattle as well. I think Russell Wilson is playing like and is MVP. one of the best two quarterbacks in the league. I do think he will be MVP this year. He's playing that well. Uh-huh. DK Metcalf is what you would get if you mixed Terrell Owens and Khalil Mack into one body. Yikes. That dude is super awesome and exciting to watch. That yeah. chase down he had of Bubba, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Very awesome. And uh, yeah, so I'm yeah going yeah. to Seattle as well. If you're asking me if I got to pick between Josh Allen, who I've been bagging on, and I'm going to continue to do <laughs> Right, it. right, right. No faith <laughs> and in Russell that Wilson, I'm obviously going to roll with Russell Wilson. Two good teams, though. Yeah. Also, that loss puts the Dolphins closer to win that division, which I believe I picked in our preseason picks. Mm-hmm. And it's looking a little like it could possibly it's possible. Happen. Seahawks make that a little more possible yeah. with a victory in Buffalo. Absolutely. I won't say the Bills can't win this game, but, yeah, Seattle. Next game. Broncos head to ATL. Gross. Yuck. Uh, I'll pick the Falcons just because I don't know what the hell either team is doing with their lives right now. They're not doing a lot of winning with it. Falcons, though. Yeah, Falcons take the momentum from the election and get a win on this one. I'll go Falcons (laughs) against the Broncos. Yes, sir. Uh, because I think they have a better quarterback. They do stink. Both teams stink. I probably won't yeah. care what the score is after the game. I don't really care about either of these teams at all. I'll go Falcons. Right. Next game, Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus the L.A. Chargers. New cities out here. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one, though. I can bet your bottom dollar this is going to be an exciting game, though. I don't know who's going to win this. I'll pick uh, the up-and-coming guy, the Chargers, uh, Hubert and them. It's Herbert or Hubert? Her- Herbert. Justin yeah. Herbert. I'll ch- you can pick call them. Hubert if you want. Been playing solid ball. <laughs> <laughs> Mom call him Hubert. I'm, I'm going to call him Hubert. Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing solid ball. You don't know what you're going to get with either team, though. Chargers at home, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. Chargers still one of those teams that kind of shoot themselves in the foot. They have a habit of doing that. Mm. Two and five for a reason. I yeah. do think they will be a team to contend with if Herbert is for real. I'm not ready to say he is, mm-hmm. uh, but he has been proving me wrong so far. But it's still early. We've seen guys get off to hot starts. Once you start figuring out ways to scheme against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the Chargers. This game is listed as even, but I'm going to go Raiders in this game. I trust the Raiders a little bit more, and that's why I'm that's why I'm going to go Raiders. All righty. Uh, next game. The shorty QB game. (laughs) The Dolphins go to Phoenix. Oh, wow. I said Phoenix. Arizona. Same thing, though. It's in Phoenix. Well, it's in Glendale, actually, which is a suburb of Phoenix. But yes, I've been to Glendale a number of times. I would like to visit that place. It's beautiful. One of the most beautiful places I've ever laid my eyes on. Phoenix. I love the city. I'm going to go out there one time. My man lives out there, so I'm going to go highlight him. Also, friends of ours in terms of uh, if you look at the... uh, of the election. Yeah. So it's a, you know, Maricopa <laughs> County. It's a, it's a big deal here. 
so yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I've just interrupted your pick. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm going Cardinals on this one. Um, simple fact, you know, they've been playing very good ball on the offense side of things. Defense has been pretty solid. Uh, Dal- uh, Dolphins have been coming on lately. Uh, defense is good. We're going to see what Tua actually does, hopefully in a a full full game, you know, kind of didn't get a – I wouldn't say it. he played the full game last week, but like you said, they were milking the lead and everything in the second half. So this is going to be a shootout, I think, though. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins. Dolphins have the number one scoring defense in the league, and I think this week we get a chance to see – Tua kind of start to flourish. I'm very excited about Tua. I was before the draft, mm. and I'm I'm excited about this Dolphins team. I really mm. am so impressed with the way they've kind of built this thing. Yeah, definitely and, like the coach. Yes, and so nothing against the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals too. Um, I think Kyler Murray is very exciting, mm-hmm. but I just think there's really something special going on with the Miami Dolphins right now. I think they're going to start hitting their stride even more than they already have now that they've gone to Tua. The defense found a way to win them a game last week against a, a Rams team that I just saw dismantle basically the Bears. And so, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about the Dolphins right now. I'm going to go Dolphins in this one. Now, for reference, Arizona is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely take the Dolphins to cover that. I think if Arizona wins, this thing is by a field goal. So I would definitely be on the Dolphins plus four-and-a-half. I think they cover with that. But I actually think the Dolphins win this game outright anyway. So I'm going to go Dolphins. Hmm. Two teams who have a bright future. Yes, it looks they do. Like. So yes, they do. That's dope. Uh, next game. Saints go to Tampa Bay to see Tom Brady in the game. Um, this is a tough one to me. Because the Bucks didn't look very impressive to me playing the Giants. <laughs> uh, was this uh, was was on Monday? Monday yeah, night? Monday night. Yeah, game. yeah. Didn't look very impressive. I was actually had my my Giants hat on. I didn't have, really have a hat on, but you know <laughs> I've never seen you wear that hat. <laughs> no doubt, and you'll never see me wear one. But I was pulling for the Giants on that just because people have been uh, overhyping the Bucks just a tad bit. You know, of course they're getting Antonio Brown this week, and Gronk is coming on, and the defense is highly uh, respected out here, but. It didn't look like that team they were talking about Monday night. So uh, this game, I'm going to pick the Bucks just because they're at home. I don't think either team is uh, as good as they're advertised. Put it that way. The Saints are, you know, are they getting Michael Thomas back this week? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, that's a big factor in my decision in this game. But I'm gonna assume he's not coming back. He was supposed to come back last week, I think, but had a little setback. So Bucks. Very, uh, I'll say a, not a shootout, but 28-24, something like that. Yeah, Buccaneers lost the uh, first meeting in week one in yep. New Orleans. So Get I'm going to go Buccaneers as well. I actually think, uh, like you were saying, they didn't look very good against the Giants, but we, we know the NFL is not a transitive property league. We can't. It's a week-to-week league, and Absolutely. you can look bad one week, and you just – come back and you know it's hard to maybe get up for certain teams whatever whatever you're playing in new york it's mm-hmm. whatever um so i'm gonna go buccaneers in this one they are four and a half point favorites i could see that being right around what that spread that would put you that you said 28 24 that puts you right there maybe a field goal wins this game something mm-hmm. like that i think it'll be a good game it's yeah. a sunday night game i'm glad to at least see 
a primetime game that has two good teams, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, uh, teams that should be fighting for playoff spots, obviously, right. instead of seeing the you know shit we've been watching these last couple primetime games. So mm-hmm. excited for that to be a primetime game. I'm going to go Buccaneers in this one as well, even in that season series at one and one. Buccaneers moved to seven and two, and the Saints would fall to five and three, kind of setting up for a tight race down the end of the season for that division. Absolutely. All I want to see is uh, the two-minute offense by one of these quarterbacks at the end of this game that's yeah. all i need to see that'll make this game perfect no matter how much they've scored or not scored so anyways next game monday night yep won't be watching this one patriots <laughs> the yucky patriots go to see the even more yucky jets <sighs> yeah obviously i'm picking the patriots in this game but this is just gonna be ugly it's just gonna be ugly it's not even gonna be Oh, my goodness. How far the Patriots have fallen from grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It made sense. It made sense. Uh, I kind of thought that it would happen. I didn't think it would be this bad. Not this I bad. I kind of thought they'd be like 7-9 type of team. Right. Uh, which they still could be, I suppose. Uh, it'd be kind of a tall hill to climb to. Uh, what would they have to do? They'd have to go 5-4 five and five and four the rest of the way. I guess that's doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets are really, 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 really horrible, though. So Horrifying. I'm going to go Patriots in this one as well. All the while knowing... I have zero interest, and I won't be watching. Just mm, to be upfront about sure, that. For sure, for uh, sure. Two questions about this. Well, about this. Okay. So, did you see uh, the tweet that Trevor Lawrence put out there? Talking about, uh, I hope I don't. Uh, somebody, something, don't draft me. By, get drafted by the Jets or whatever. Did you see that? Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's bad. It's real because he's probably going to get drafted by the Jets. <laughs> well, and the the you know you've seen this when people ask, "Well, you wouldn't get drafted by the Cleveland Browns?" You know, it's like, man, when you're that bad, yeah, that's not you know that's just that's sad. It sucks, and you're in the worst market of all time to be bad, right? New York. Ugh. Yeah, uh, it's weird. You know, you're it's such a double edged sword. You're the top pick. You want to be the top pick, but yeah. that means you're going to the worst, worst team, team in the yeah, league, and so. Absolutely. You know, I, I wouldn't want to have as much as it would be for me about the Jets. I think for me, more it'd be about I wouldn't want to play for Adam Gase. I want nothing to do with that. He's been a train wreck everywhere he's been. I don't want yeah. anything to do with Adam Gase and how they're running that team. Right. We've seen the Jets franchise be able to be respectable. They had some very good years with Rex Ryan there with the defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all bad. I don't know what's going on in the front office there at this point. I don't really keep up with the Jets like that. But. I do see what's happened with Adam Gase everywhere he's been, and I just would want nothing to do with it. Yep. Dolphins so, got better when he left. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it was like Adam Gase got fired at the end of the season, then maybe I'm Trevor Lawrence and I'm sitting there going, well, okay. Maybe they bring in some young guy, you know, offensive-minded guy type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like they've done with Kingsbury in Arizona yeah, and right, some of right. these other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, I, I, I want nothing to do with Adam Gase more than I want nothing to do with the Jets. Absolutely. Um, okay, my other question. Sing to him now, Rock. <laughs> Sing to him. Dog's going crazy. Going crazy. And I promise you it's just two leaves that fell off the tree. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Uh, question. Yes. What's the better chance? Still is going 16-0 and or the Jets going 0-16? <laughs> It's definitely just going 0-16, but to me it is. They're equally hard to do. They're they're very hard to do. Like it, the, as Let's many do. bad, bad teams as there have been in the NFL. 
There just haven't been very many that have gone 0-16. There also haven't been very many go 16-0. That Patriots team, only team I think has ever gone 16-0 yep. once they went to the 16-game schedule. Yep. Yep. So I think they're almost equally unlikely and equally likely. <laughs> like At the same time, does that make sense? Uh, I understand. In, in looking at these teams, I have to think it's more likely that the Jets win a game. Okay. I don't think they can go. I they can go in sixteen. Look at this schedule, bro. Okay, tell me. Let me. What's Jets, the Jets play, schedule. Their only we'll good see. chance. Let's play it out. So we got the Chargers after this week. We got the Patriots this week. Yep. Then the Chargers. Yep. Then the Dolphins. Uh-huh. Then the Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and Patriots. Hmm. They're not favorite at all in any of these games. Some of these teams are not great. Browns. Raiders, you know, uh, Chargers. Mm-hmm. But all of them have clear good things about them. Chargers defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Raiders, you know, they have a lot of good good players. You know, they're, they're running back Jacobs, nice yep. and all. You can't say shit about the Jets. No. Uh, Seahawks, of course. The Rams, they're a very solid team. They're not, you know, great, but they're highly favored in this game. The Browns, depending on what they look like, you know, as far as record wise, they still playing for something at this point. So they're gonna give their full fledged effort. And then you got the Patriots in the last game of the week year. That's the only game I could see right here. If the Patriots are not yeah, you know, in the in the runnings for anything, they could be packing it up right here. Right. That's, that's where, it. That's where <laughs> that's where, yeah, you could see something like that. Chargers Maybe, but highly unlikely. I mean, it's a lot of things got to go wrong. Chargers two and five, but I think it's everyone would admit and you know mostly say the Chargers are much better football team. They're a competitive football team, (laughs) even against good teams. So they're not winning games, but they're a competitive team. The Jets. Well, when you look at that schedule, I'll say it, it, it doesn't look likely. I mean, again, we say any given Sunday, but as bad as the Jets are, it doesn't look likely they get a win. But I still can't imagine. I, I think it's. I just don't think either one goes. I don't think Pittsburgh goes sixteen and zero. It's a good question. I, if you had to make me pick which one's more likely, maybe I go Steelers sixteen and zero. I don't know. I, there's a couple games. I guess there's. Let's look at the Steelers because there's two games maybe where you could see, see the Jets winning a game. So how okay. many do we have for the Steelers where we could see them losing the game? So Cowboys, no chance. No. Bengals, I see a chance still. I see a chance with the Bengals, man. Not 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 in Pittsburgh, but in Cincinnati. Not a great chance, of course. Right. But they've the been Jag, competitive yeah. too for the most part. Yeah. It only takes a bad a bad Ben day to lose that game. You know what I mean? Right. One of That's those three, a, four interception yeah, right. days and Joe That's Burrow at that point is feeling comfortable. Right. Maybe, you know, yeah. That's all it takes. Okay. We got the Jags. I yeah, don't think so. Except, you know, we play the Ravens again. You guys got a weird history with the Jags, yeah, but it is not, very not likely true. this year. We got a get back game for the Ravens. You know, they come to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. We got the Washington football team. We should win that. The Bills. The Bills always play as tough too. We should win that, but we in Buffalo. It's probably gonna be snowy and sh- like that. Then we get the Bengals again. Then we have the Colts. Mm-hmm. I feel very confident against the Colts because the Colts haven't beat us since Peyton Manning, and we just – I don't know. And then we have the Browns. So there's a clear path to 16 here, but there's a clear path to 12-4, and 13-3, and 14-2, and two, yeah. even 15-1. and one. 
Yeah. All of them are on the board for this one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm uh, going 0 yeah. 16 Jets. I'd say 0 16 is more likely at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But we'll keep an eye on that uh, later on. I hope the Steelers don't go 16 and 0. No. I don't want it. I don't think you want that. No. I mean, now, if they win the Super Bowl with it, then you'd be like, okay, yeah, 2020 was a mug, but 2021 is starting off beautifully. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, just think that had to make the Super Bowl loss for the Patriots when they went 18 and 1. Oh, so I terrible. think that has to make that feel even worse because you were just bad, that close. Bad. Maybe if you lose earlier and like before the Super Bowl, maybe you don't quite feel that. But I think if you get to the Super Bowl, you got to win it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Kentucky went 38 and 0 and made it to the Final Four and went 38 and 1. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, that was a historic season, but yeah. it didn't matter because yeah, you know, pretty much they didn't win it. So you'd rather take the championship than the undefeated and then not win it. Yeah, minus the the two Steelers uh, Super Bowls and the Colts Super Bowl, that Giants over the over the Patriots is my favorite dub in the not dub for me, but that was my favorite win in Super Bowl history. Them winning that game, the undefeated. Patriots. It was beautiful. Yeah, I don't even know what my favorite win would be because I wasn't even like (laughs) able to be, you know, when the Bears won the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'd have to really think on that. It's a tough one. My favorite one would have been. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite. (laughs) The second, uh, third favorite. No, fourth favorite. Excuse me. Anyways, man. Yeah. Anything else? Pretty much wraps up the schedule. Yeah, it does. It seems like the COVID stuff is kind of you know seems randomly here and there Mm -hmm. getting hit with it. Yeah, they're just kind of pushing through. It seems like. Yes, this COVID thing is not going away anytime soon, man. No, it's just so weird. It's doing weird things. They've been finding studies now that it's been around. They're just kind of seeing people with like memory loss, and they're having people with. um, It's doing some weird things to people. People that get it don't die from it but then are dealing with after effects of mm-hmm. what it did to them it's like all kinds of weird stuff it's, wear your damn mask y'all it's pretty bizarre i saw oh man i wish i had the video pulled up oh man it's a youtube channel uh they basically specialize in slow-mo mm-hmm. and they were just they uh, zoomed in on the mouth and had like the right lighting where you could see spit and everything oh my gosh it showed just rag regular talk yep Versus having a mask on, complete difference, you know. Coughing versus, you know, with a mask on and sneezing. Oh, it's disgusting. Sneezing and, and coughing. Yeah. It's absolutely all of it is really disgusting once you're aware of it. Even talking. It's disgusting. The 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 particles, some you know, obviously fall to the ground, but some are so small that they just sit there and float there. It's like, man, That's the problem. why the they need to show that on like CNN. They needed to show that demonstration just so people can see how disgusting not wearing a mask, especially in this time. Is. Yeah. It's like, it's horrible. It's just terrible. Six feet apart. Yeah. That's good. That's great. And it's needed. But even that is not good enough. Really? Right. <laughs> I'm almost at the point where as we move forward, I might just wear a mask always. I, I don't take hand my... Sandy and the shit out of my hands <laughs> all the time. My brother already did that. That's my shit. Hand <laughs> Sandy. Yeah. I like that. Do you want to know uh, another test if people have any doubts? Put on a mask, try to blow out a candle. I've done it. I've tried to blow out a lighter. Mm-hmm. Hard as hell. Yeah. So if people don't think these masks are doing anything, I know it's right. not doing everything, but right. if you don't of think course. it's doing anything, of course. you're mistaken. 
Yes. There's there's ways to figure this out. Yeah. Not that hard. NBA bubble. They did it perfectly. They did. Nobody not one wanted, case. Not one. Not, not even one. one. So I don't know. But anyways, wear your mask, folks. I appreciate all you who actually wear it. Make it a fashion statement. Put something on your mask to match your outfit. But regardless, put on a damn mask. It's almost like do you ever see people without their mask and it's like, you know, I I get this thing where I don't I don't like to shame smokers or anything, but I do get really frustrated with people that like smoke really close to entrances, doors, entrances mm. to buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I really wanted to walk through your yeah, cigarette smoke. Right, so right, right. Going here in grocery shop. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm starting to look at the mask people that don't wear their mask kind of similarly. Right. It's like, yeah. you disgusting son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Can you put your mask Please. on looking at the produce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then the people with the mask on where it's like their nose is their still nose out. Is showing. It's like, just, are you that lazy? Really? Are you that half-assed where you just right. can't even put it on all the way? You can't, your fat ass can't breathe. What's wrong with you? Do you have an issue that's like keeping you from being able to breathe in the mask? <laughs> not just fat people i just oh man <laughs> it's all people i feel that way about all people i am not trying to body shame anybody i was just on a rant it came out man speak <laughs> <laughs> oh man out. no we're not editing that i'm about to piggyback on that one time first of all definitely no fat shaming we not we're not skinny people by any means. Yeah, I'm not over exactly here. washboard no, regular. We're over not here. <laughs> washboard regular. That's a, if you do get it, that's what you are, though. We're gonna call you washboard regular. I like that. But uh yesterday I attended a basketball game just as their team started mm-hmm. last yesterday. And uh just like football, utter domination. Yep. Same athletes for the most part. But there was this one referee that was so awful. And the reason why I'm piggybacking because he was a rather hefty sir, mm-hmm. a hefty fella. <laughs> but it, he looked like, uh, so you know the clown suits where they have the big bottom, like the big pants? Yep. It looked like you can just pour water. Yep. That's what he looked like. like. A hula hoop yeah. For a belt. If, if you pull this belt real tight, he would look like an hourglass because he would just push everything up. And yep. he got on my nerves so bad. You know, I'm not a big talkative guy. I was yelling at the court yesterday. Yeah. I was, man. That surprises me. It takes I was a yelling at the court. I was so mad. It's not a travel. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only person that said it was so dead quiet when I said it. I was like, damn, I didn't mean to say it that loud out here. But I was so mad. I almost left. I was ready to leave early because it was so bad officiating. Bad ticky-tack calls and fouls. And he doesn't know what a, a Euro step looks like. He's calling travels on all of it. And oh, it was disgusting. I can't wait because uh, Caleb and Caleb's already started. They have a game Sunday, I think, and then Ethan starts playing for Tecumseh next week on mm, Tuesday, I think. Mm. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to be able to do some hex It's on. fun. It's fun. It's, <laughs> it's always fun. You see me coaching <laughs> yeah. baseball. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going <clears> to. <throat> yeah. All the, the ball don't lie calls out. I said that a couple times yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Stupid, man. But anyways, yeah. let's not get too hype about youth sports. Not too hype. Anything else, man? It's about uh, that time. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. That's a long one. Another long one. We tried to make this one shorter, but we can't do it. Yeah, it just seems like an hour and a half is about where we're at. Yes, we are. So, well, and because we're basically one show a week at this point with our schedules and things right. going on, we're having a little harder time getting getting you know multiple shows out. So when we get here, it's kind of like, man, this is this is the this is the one time we're getting to do this. So. Yeah, I'm gonna get better at that though. I think I'm gonna start putting out a Steelers episode every week. Yeah, getting into the the nitty gritty of the season, 
I need to be documented that I was celebrating an undefeated season at some point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I got to get it in there. So we'll <laughs> see. But uh, all right, man. Well, let's get out of here and go enjoy this beautiful day. Absolutely. All right. Well, like we always say, the balls do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. Yep. Neither do I. For sure. And neither does this guy. You better know that. I holla. Follow us at uh, Twitter. Uh, nah. Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do follow us on Instagram, though. We don't have that put in place. Uh, BDL Podcast. Instagram. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> One.